Hello and welcome to Bone Zone, the podcast where we talk about bones and dudes we want to bone. I am Jack Smith, along with my delightful co-host, Zen Lu. How are you, buddy? Hello, Jax. I'm great. Thank you so much. Um, this time, I remembered to even write down the title of this episode. Wow. We are really hitting out of the park right from the top. <laughs> <laughs> I also tried to take f- fewer notes and like mm-hmm. more just top lining it. Okay. I don't know how well I did. I believe in you. Thanks, pal. I feel like I'm, I landed somewhere between how much I usually do and how much you usually do. Because I feel like you're much better at like top line stuff. Well, I also, for the first time, decided to try and take notes on the computer. And now I feel like it made me take more than normal notes because it's just easier to type than yes. to write quickly. I hear you. Um, so maybe we'll both have landed, hopefully, at a better I did a lot of point. typing and then deleting. I also tried to do the same. Okay, here we go. Oh, the my God. The man with the bone. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh right me too. <laughs> <laughs> we are mature um so it starts off with bones and booth uh walking to a morgue to meet with a character we've never met before mm-hmm. a complete weirdo named dr tepper mm-hmm. um who is aware of who bones is mm-hmm. is uh very misogynistic and is real pervert Ooh, he's Okay, so I take it you didn't like Dr. Harry Tepper. Oh. Wait, I, li- I liked his character. Oh, no! <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. Not because I think he's a great guy and I want to <laughs> hang out with him. I just enjoyed the ridiculousness of him. As we'll talk about his little appearances throughout the episode, yes. he was just uh, a good foil for Booth, I guess? It was certainly unlike anyone we've met before okay so you thought he was a misogynist i did not pick up on that at all i thought he was a perv for sure but i didn't pick up the misogyny well just from his general like condescending attitude toward bones oh i thought that's because he was trying to get her to discipline him essentially you know what i mean like a sexual thing yeah maybe (laughs) that's foreshadowing (laughs) (laughs) that's foreshadowing for the listeners as we delve deeper and deeper into his personality yeah, okay, maybe that was overly harsh. I mean, still gross. Nobody yeah. wants it. Inappropriate for the workplace, a thousand percent. I just didn't read it that way. <laughs> it was maybe not as malicious as that sounds. Perhaps, Perverted, yeah. but not malicious. Like, I don't think he's, like, writing a manifesto Correct. in his basement against women. He's not like an some, incel. like, weird incel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just wants he's, mommy to, to he, spank his he butt. He is writing a lot of... <laughs> S&M yes. things so. though. <laughs> exactly. Which, you know what? To each their own. Fine. Speaking of which, yes. as they're walking to the morgue mm-hmm. to like talk to my fave character, Dr. <laughs> Harry Tepper. Oh, God, I seem sick. Um, <laughs> We're very different. Oh, dear. And to be clear, I thought he was funny. Not again. I don't like him as a person. I don't want to be friends with him. I don't want to have a relationship so, with this man. To be man. clear, Zen finds perverts hilarious. <laughs> from, That's the headline. From a distant, <laughs> in a harmless situation and setting, like far away, funny. Okay. Again. Anyway, as they're walking to his morgue, and Bones is just complaining, like, "What a piece of shit morgue." And Booth is basically <laughs> like, "Wow, you know, we can't all work in three million dollar labs or right. whatever." And then Bones gets on her high horse and she's just like, oh, no, no, no. It's down here because society wants to hide away death. And, and they think people who deal with the dead like me 
are somehow like weirdos or freaks. Mm -hmm. And so then she says, you probably think I get some kind of rush when I work, that I'm somehow titillated. And Booth is just like, oh, my God, bones. Like, she just said something dirty. She also pronounced it like titillated. Like, she, the way, like, every syllable was in there. We hit every consonant hard. I just, I thought it was so weird that he reacted so, like, we're all adults, right? Or, I mean... Look, I laughed when we said the man with the bones. So I, yeah, I, I just, revert back to we're that fresh off of that. So I guess <laughs> I can't, you know, be all high and mighty about it. But it does set up this weird thing for this whole episode where I feel like Booth is just like freaked out by people's overt sexuality. I mean, I'm with Booth on this one. I would have been like. Also, she said titillated. All right, fine. I feel like in a workplace, you could choose a different word or just not go there. I'm a real Booth in Are this situation. Are we not allowed to say titillated? I mean, okay, you guys, maybe I'm a huge perv. <laughs> guys, have I been sexually harassing everyone at work for the last three years? You're a real Dr. Tepper. <laughs> God. All right. Might be. All right. So <laughs> I brought this up because I thought we would be on the same page about this. I think this is really going to be a monumental episode for us in terms of discovering where our differences truly lie. I mean, maybe I'm overly touchy about it because I literally this week finished taking my sexual harassment training. <laughs> For supervisors uh, at work. So, oh, my God. Wait, wait. Did they tell you, like, not to use words like that? Well, not. it's not that specific. It'd be hilarious right. if it showed a clip from Bones and was like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't do, do this. this. <laughs> it's a two-hour training. Ugh. I mean, it's as fun animation as it can have. Um, but, you know... Look, thorough. I'm excited about the idea of sexual harassment being acknowledged mm-hmm. and like there being a clear policy against it. Mm-hmm. I only have to take the regular employer one. I can't even imagine what you were dealing with as the manager one because like, you know, you have so much more potential to sexually harass people, Jax. <laughs> I could really just go crazy with it. Just and abuse you know what? my power. You are like- that real personality type <laughs> who would actually use that to her advantage. Who doesn't love to make their subordinates very uncomfortable <laughs> with their vocabulary, <laughs> like titillated? Oh, God. So maybe I'm just overly sensitive to it. At no, the you know what? This is on me. <laughs> I wasn't ready to accept that, you know, the workplace should be a safe place for everyone. <laughs> And some people don't like hearing the word tit <laughs> as part of larger words. <laughs> uh, so yeah. anyway, there's a body. <laughs> it's not my favorite. <laughs> not my fave. They're called the Dr. Teppers because yes. a body was found on an international park that looked like an accidental drowning. But apparently, according to this episode, and I didn't look it up to see if it's true, the FBI has to investigate all deaths on federal land. Is that real? I feel like that's been brought up a couple of times oh, really? in the show. Okay. So maybe it's true. All right, cool. True. I believe it. Anyway, they found, Dr. Tepper found, mm-hmm. that the person, Ted Macy, the victim, had a crushed larynx. Um, so clearly, it wasn't an accidental drowning. Right. Cool. Um, most importantly, in his hand, Ted Macy <laughs> was holding a bone. It was not his penis. <laughs> it was an actual uh, finger bone. When Bones walks into the to the room and she sees just like a corpse, she just like reacts like she's been like slapped in the face. She's like, what the fuck did you bring me here for? This is a corpse with flesh on it. Get this out of my goddamn face. She actually says the word flesh and I want or either flesh or skin. I want to be like, girl, relax. She's like, I don't do flesh or something like that. Super yeah, crazy. Something very awkward. Yeah. Um. So they go back to the lab and the Scooby gang is working on the bone and it turns out that the 
whoever's bone it was had syphilis and yep. it dates back to the 17th century fun times yes um and turns out the victim was found on Assateague island mm-hmm. which i also laughed at i know <laughs> and i was like come on guys and Hodgins uh, just has stars in his eyes because he's mm-hmm. like, yo, that's supposedly where Blackbeard, Blackbeard buried his treasure. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like a fun, light atmosphere of like, mm-hmm. ooh, pirates, this could mm-hmm. be great. Um, of course, Bones doesn't get it because yep. she doesn't know what fun is. Right. Um, and <laughs> freaking Angela says, it's a guy thing, sweetie. And I want to be like, no. Who wouldn't be fucking Thank excited you. about pirates? I'd be stoked. I'm so fucking glad you said that. I, I literally wrote in my notes, um, it's an everybody thing. It's pirates. And we're talking about money. We're talking about buried treasure. Everyone likes money. Who doesn't love the idea of finding buried treasure? Like Hodgins had told us this story of like, yes, this is where like, there's like some money pit there. Cause like people have been trying for yeah. centuries or something to fucking dig down into mm-hmm. this thing and find the money. And there's always booby traps that like kill people or anyway, prevent them from actually getting there. So it's like, this is like an actionable, like documented thing. People like money. <laughs> yeah. For someone who I feel like if you were to ask, she'd be like, yes, I'm a feminist. Like yeah. she's extremely sexist right. toward her own people or like i don't believe in gender roles because right. like what's a label and right. then yet she's just like it's a guy thing yeah like, but I, I had the same reaction and then i immediately became an angela apologist because i was just like i think i was just struck again like why do they always give her the worst stuff to say yeah and i realized like maybe it's that she, her primary like as part of being the quote-unquote fun and only friend of Bones. Mm. She's always there in the scene to explain stuff to Bones. Like, Bones is like, I don't get she's it because I don't know what stuff is. Yeah. yeah. So it's like she's constantly forced to explain just like the basic rules of the world or basic social interactions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, maybe over time it just became easier, easier. to just be like, kind of fall back on like very basic, stereotypical, like, di- like you know, Instead black and white things of the world. Trying to explain that like most people find treasure, the yeah. idea of treasure fun. I mean, the, because they have enjoyable childhoods where that was sometimes right. written about. The frequency with which she has to always jump in and explain stuff to Bones. I'm just like, okay, maybe she's just like trying to one and done it every time. Just like, no, it's this. No, it's that. And just like move on <laughs> in the conversation. <laughs> By the end of her life, Bones just has a very different idea of what the world is about (laughs) because just nobody explained anything to her. Um, So Bones and Booth head out to uh, the island. Mm -hmm. And it turns out this dead guy, Macy, ran this dig looking for this treasure with his partner, Hardwick. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's a guy who's basically the equivalent, who who seemingly is based on... um, Richard Branson, his literal name is Branson Rose. Yep. Um, he's also funding this huge dig and they, they've been working on for like two years. They haven't found anything. And so he's like, I'm out of here. I'm not funding this project anymore. Um, but then when Bones and Booth tell the guys that um, Macy was murdered, he assumes that it was because Macy found something. Yeah. And that's why he was murdered. So something he's interested again. So he's like, let's do this. <laughs> I just want to point out that there was a lot of attacking done of Bones this episode for her not owning a television. And I felt really personally <laughs> offended about that because like when they're walking to the dig site and um, like Branson Rose is like in the distance or something and, and Booth is like, oh, that's Branson Rose. He's like this billionaire adventurer. You know, he, like, he made all his money military contracts and now he's a reality TV show. And she's basically like, huh, I don't know who that is. And he, Booth is like, how the fuck do you not know who that is? And she's like, oh, I don't have a TV. And this comes up a lot. 
There's just yeah. like a lot of discussion about how she doesn't have a TV and how crazy that is. Mm-hmm. And I just want everyone to know that this year is the first year of my adult life <laughs> where I've owned a television since I left my house when I was 18. And I still very much kept up with the times and with pop culture. You didn't have a TV in college? No. Even that you shared among the roommates? No. What? I mean, I guess if I think about it, my last couple years of grad school, my roommate had a TV that she put in the living room, but I never watched it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So from 18 to 32, no TV for this gal. And she's watched lots of television. Why am I talking about myself like this? In the third person. <laughs> I have watched plenty of television and movies, as we all know. I mean, yes. Yes. Period. Sure. Okay, so mm-hmm. clearly I'm only just really sensitive about this. <laughs> this didn't register for you at all. I mean, I think just her general lack of knowledge of pop culture is surprising. It is. I guess I just I really saw myself in Bones in this episode. <laughs> but also, I mean, the way we find out about things now, you know, like you have so much social media and oh, stuff. Yeah. Internet, but whatever. Like if that wasn't as big then. So like Well, I mean this is like what, two thousand five, two thousand six. Richard Branson is. I barely know who he is. I guess. And I quite frankly don't care. I just didn't Though feel I do like it was fair airlines. to lump all non T V owners into the same bucket is really what I want to be clear <laughs> you know, about. I noticed it when it happened, I was like, Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be real sensitive I know about someone this. Someone who's not going to be pleased about this. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So they all think uh, Moida. Macy must have found something that got him killed. Yes. Uh, so we zip back to the lab. And uh, I think this is the beginning of Zach and Hodgins' beautiful friendship. Um, oh. Because they're just kind of joking with each other a little bit oh, and I stuff. I didn't notice that. Hodgins was very smiley. Um, so you're. Your boyfriend, Dr. Tepper, is How dare back. you? <laughs> He's being aggressively dragged through the lab because he had to bring them, what is it? Why the, was he there? To bring them soil samples or yeah, something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they wanted to be able to confirm where mm-hmm. Macy died, so they needed soil samples from his like lungs and shit right. or something. Anyway, so Bones is being a bitch because we I don't think we mentioned it, in the earlier scene in the morgue, mm-hmm. the, the bone that oh, Macy was yes. clutching. So Dr. Tepper had like just put it in this like solution to, uh, I guess, preserve it until they yeah. could hand it off. And apparently it was the absolute wrong solution. He did not preserve it the correct way. No, it was like she, you put this in this blank, blank, blank solution that's going to strip all the particulates and whatever. She's basically like, you're a huge piece of shit. How dare you? <laughs> and this is where I realized Dr. Tepper started getting off because she leaves the morgue basically berating him for being um, an incompetent doofus. But he might as well have had a half tub. Yeah, he was yeah. real and uh, he was... <laughs> He was so invested. So now they're in the lab. She's dragging him through because she's like so scared he's going to. I found her to be a real bitch this episode. Oh, she was. Because she, she like berates him so aggressively. And then she's like dragging him around as if she couldn't possibly trust him to like walk next to her in her lab because he might desecrate like a sample. A yeah. Yeah. But he, and he's just like, oh, my God, you're squeezing my arm. And she's like, sorry. And he's like, no, no, it's OK. <laughs> it's so creepy. He's so creepy. <laughs> and Booth's face when he hears that is just like. His face is my face. Very he's concerned. like, what the fuck? Oh, I'm laughing my ass off. in a professional workplace. Wait. You are in front of other people. Okay, so maybe I need the sexual harassment <laughs> training because I was giggling my butt off at this. I was horrified. Okay, I loved it. 
Okay, if it were to happen to me, I'd be furious. I'd be angry. I'd call the police. However, <laughs> watching it happen on TV to Bones, thought it was great. The thing is, it just rolls off of her. Like, she doesn't even yeah. notice it because she's an idiot. Um, so, Hodgins is given um, the soil sample, but he's like, I need more. I need to get it myself because he, he just wants to, to go to the cave. Trust <laughs> himself. But yeah, he just wants, he's a certified cave diver. He wants to go and do it. And so, he and Bones are going back and forth trying to compare <sighs> dick sizes. Yes. Um, about the different places that they have dived. Right. And uh, she asked him about Naharon. Yep. And he said, it's like, yeah, once or whatever. And she's like, I named Naharon. I, I hated this like, part. You're an idiot. I was just like, first of all, is there anything she can't do on this show? Is there anything she's not a master of on this show? I mean, besides social interaction, I guess. <laughs> Pop culture. <references. laughs> yeah. Like TV watching, maybe. It's just what are the odds and and she even's like oh yeah because i don't have a tv i have time to like become a master cave diver i, I just... mean to be fair if you added up all the tv that i watch i i too could probably be a master cave diver. <laughs> well i did at that moment think to myself am i not living up to my potential <laughs> like the it's basically a second full-time job hours wise for yeah. us because you know 100%. we're not making money off of this that's all i did this weekend <laughs> but fine okay but your boy, Dr. Tepper, when, because she talks about how she likes diving, she sa- he says, oh, so you wear a rubber suit then. Oh, I missed that one. Damn. Mm-hmm. Good one, Dr. Tepper. Oh, my God. I mean, You're that a- was inappropriate, Dr. Tepper. You're a monster. <laughs> um, so they go to the back to the island. The mayor shows up dressed as Blackbeard because he's an idiot. And, yeah. But also that's how they make their money basically on the island because this myth keeps tourists coming and Hodgins suits up because they're going diving. I guess we should say like basically it's just a giant hole drilled into the earth. Yeah. And honestly, I found it very confusing because I get that there's supposed to be booby traps and stuff. But so like when Branson and Hardwick are arguing in the earlier scene when they first go to the dig site, he's like, it's been two years and two million dollars and there's nothing to show for it. And then when Hodgins goes about to go diving to like collect more soil samples he's being helped by this guy dane who just like works on the site um and he's like oh i've been working this site for 10 years and so i was just like so like do people just like stop and start on the same dig so like after a couple years some they give up and then a new person comes in and takes over and by the way this whole time they've never made it deeper than 200 feet and i was just like what's happening yeah like at minimum a decade of time, the resources of a billionaire being poured into this for two years, all the machinery and whatever you could need, and they've not made it more than 150 to 200 feet? I mean, to be fair, I guess you have to make sure that it doesn't like collapse in and stuff, so I'm sure there's some... I mean, gold mines go down, like you know what I mean? No. I mean, maybe it's something about the land. Look, I'm obviously doing much more thinking about this. Every episode... You are asked to suspend your disbelief in a major way. And this is kind of the biggest one. Yeah. I mean, people can build oil rigs in the middle of the yeah. fucking ocean. Like, you're you're telling me we don't have the capability to dig 200 feet into the middle of an island? Where there might be some... The booby trap they cite in the beginning of the episode to be like, ooh, it's so scary, is like, sometimes you dig too far and then a bunch of water rushes in. <laughs> and I'm just like, 
we, we I feel like basic we, engineering would tell you that <laughs> we build oil rigs literally in the middle of the ocean yeah i whatever it's fine big old suspension of disbelief <laughs> and basically this is the episode where I, I really i think we both fully realized how much filler yes is in these shows. a thousand percent because there are some shows where like they bounce around but you find at least you are given at least a little clue here and there that yeah. kind of slowly adds up but this one like they go back to the lab and there's nothing to even say about that like nothing happens you don't learn anything bones just said greed is the real curse and i want to walk into the ocean well they just because hodgins goes into the shaft Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 oh boy um and he finds the rest of the skeleton that the finger bone belonged to that that macy was clutching so like they just go back to lab they're like confirmed it's the skeleton well i mean but even before that like hodgins goes diving then they're back to the lab and before you even, that's before you even find out about the skele- the rest of the skeleton. Like, they just chat at somebody with Bones chest at the lab, and then they go back to the island again. Oh, I must have missed it. It's I w- ridiculous. They pop, well, they pop back and forth, and then they'll say, like, one or two lines between two people, and then they'll pop back again to another. It's just very bizarre yeah. and unnecessary. So, like you were saying, some guy, Dane, is helping Hodgins. You find out Dane's brother died doing this dive. Oh, right. Um, that was a bummer for dane yeah and hodgins and he's helping hodgins go down because you can't wear uh, an oxygen tank you have to get oxygen through a tube mm-hmm. and so dane says that hodgins swims like a squid mm-hmm. even though he's not swimming he's literally just it's just gravity slowly falling down in down. water like his head is up his feet are down like there's no he's not even like using his arm that's such a good he point i didn't even think about that because it's such a narrow shaft wait but Jax, is this because we're not experts at cave diving listen it sounds like it was like four to five feet across maybe yeah and he just had because he just let went, himself float down yeah and like he's using his arms to guide it a little bit but other than that he's not swimming that's he's so just real. falling and i was like i mean professional what? cave divers please write in if you feel like <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about tweet at us instagram us <laughs> sure <laughs> tell um, us what we're wrong about <laughs> <laughs> and so of course while he's down there he finds a skeleton where as you said the the rest of the skeleton because they find the full skeleton uh it matches the finger bone that they found and the person whose body this is uh had scurvy and syphilis so even times yeah admits that it could be a pirate and everyone's very excited um and they find out that uh, Macy was killed when he was when he like got to the top of the shaft. Yeah, the soil that yes. he had in his lungs matches the soil at the top of the shaft, not the bottom mm-hmm. or something. And then the billionaire shows up and demands the bones back. Yeah, he's like, you know, this is the permit and contract that I signed to mm-hmm. be able to dig here. I own everything that's found there. You found the skeleton there. Give it back to me. And they're all like, hey, murder investigation. We find out later that he even went so far as to call one of his contacts at the yes. DOD to complain. And I was like, what a bitch. Like, what a little bitch. Like, for real. This is why um, our government is broken. It's because people like this piece of shit just actually secretly run it. I also truly couldn't. I Maybe this is me giving people too much credit. But, like, if I'm someone who's a literal billionaire, presumably mm-hmm. running all these businesses, or maybe I'm not even running. Maybe I'm just like the head of it but i don't yeah. actually truly do day-to-day work but like i just assume 
as annoying as Elon Musk is, and I kind of hate him, yeah. I also assume he's doing things day to day and he's busy. Yeah. Maybe that's not true. But I assume you don't have time to like walk down to the Jeffersonian and throw a shit fit about bones. And then like you wouldn't be willing to you embarrass yourself. Your lawyers. Down. Right. And yeah. then like to embarrass yourself and to call someone, you know, at the day to day who is presumably kind of high up mm. because you're they're one of their big military contractors and be like, they're not giving me my skeleton back. Like, I just can't imagine that's real. But also maybe these people are petty narcissists. I mean, yes, yes. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> but I agree. I don't think he would be the one to go down and like yeah. be like, where are my bones? Um, <laughs> which we'll talk about that later. Um, so basically, again, kind of filler. Booth questions Hardwick um, because he assumes that the motive would be that if they had found anything, it would be split, split between Macy, Hardwick, and Branson. Right. But now because Macy is dead, then Hardwick has more of a motive because... Um, he just have to split thing the whatever he finds down there with uh, 50-50. Right. Um, and then you find out that Macy was sleeping with Amara's wife, which ends up... Not- Amounting to nothing. Yes. <laughs> and there's just like a lot of talk about Hardwick being like, no, we were brothers. He just says that a bunch. Yes. Just to be really clear that they were... They're that he would besties. never kill him. Right. Yeah. So, speaking of whiny bitches... <laughs> oh, yes! Bones, we're back at the lab, and the bones this of the skeleton that was found in the shaft are missing Mm -hmm. and she has what can only be described as a childlike tantrum tantrum. Mm -hmm. she literally i'm pretty sure stomps her foot and says i want my bones and i was just like you are like she literally calls out to the entire lab where are my bones which if i was a human adult and i just yelled out in my office like like where my whatever where's my project people would think i was fucking insane i think this really triggered me i was so angry watching the scene i was i wrote in my notes like okay so she just went full karen like yeah she just she screams at dr goodman you assured me this was a secure facility i could have been working at stanford this never would have happened at stanford which is so insane and then she just like screams to the room yeah yeah like out into the room my lab has been violated i'm just like and Yo, Bo- chill. And Booth comes in. She stomps her foot and says, I want my bones. And I was just like. Everybody, Dr. Goodman, Booth, and Angela, they all have to come up there and like soothe her. And be like, it's okay. Take a breath. Like she's a literal child. It's insane. And she like sort of manages to come down and be like, oh, I guess I haven't been very helpful. But then she just won't apologize. Yeah. Because she's a fucking bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad and I was mad for like her, the actress, presumably this is not her idea, like to have to do that and then portray this character as being such an, such a shithead, especially after the last episode where she was lovely. Yeah. That's a good point. And had a very mature attitude toward everything that was happening. Bizarre. Just, it was really gross. It's also kind of weird because... I don't know. Like, I also was like, this isn't about you. If you're going to be upset about anything, you should be upset that this is getting in the way of you solving a murder. Like, how many episodes, especially early on, did she, like, get on her horse, high horse about talking about, like, we are giving a voice back to these people. We're, like, finding justice and da-da-da. And she's like, where are my bones? It's like, come on. Where are the bones? Where are my bones? It's not about, you. like, if anything, you should be angry, but you should be angry because you feel bad for his family, which, by the way, I realized at the end of the episode, we never see any of Ted Macy's family. They never go question or talk to any of them um, if they exist. But 
uh yeah i just it, it just seems so out of character and weird it it was bizarre um but turns out zach was he was separately looking at that one finger bone mm-hmm. um so they at least did not get that and he was able to do s- um oh so he was able to find <laughs> yeah <laughs> a hole that when they first describe it, I thought it was just like a hole in the side of the bone. Yep. It's a hole that actually runs through the entire length of the bone yep. because it had a wire threaded to it, through it because it was clearly a skeleton that was on display. Yep. They work in that fucking museum. How did you, how was this not the first thing that you noticed? I and know. then you were like, what's up with this? You are the worst at your job ever. That bone was the first thing that they had. That was from the beginning of the episode when they first found ted macy's body right. and it took them the in, like half of the episode to realize there was a giant hole running through the middle of it okay maybe not giant but like a hole running through the middle of it but like large enough that you'd certainly notice just yeah. with a plane with your eye and then like <laughs> they break this shit down and like they look at every crevice every right. nook and cranny as they've made clear in the last 17 episodes or whatever right. like you did not notice this you all I know think, this is how they display bones. What the fuck is wrong with I you? I feel like there's a couple of things at play here where it's like, okay, they need to break off stuff for every character to do. Mm-hmm. So like, I think they kind of have to portion it out to have like right. kind of like an even tempo of like right. new quote unquote discoveries. Exactly. So we haven't seen Zach for a while. Suddenly he discovers this new thing about the bone that should have been immediately obvious, but it took him 35 minutes into the episode. And then some, but then the flip side of that is sometimes they bring in something, Angela scans it with their Angelatron and they get all this data within 30 seconds. I just, they clearly didn't, I don't know if they ever get to this point because I clearly have never watched the show that closely as I am now, but like they clearly haven't figured out a consistent thing of like, okay, in the beginning, when you first get a sample, what are the um, obvious things that they would probably notice right off the bat? I feel like they do figure that out down the line. Maybe later, yeah. But also... At some, you had this whole skeleton at some point. Yeah. None of you noticed that there was a hole. A at whole each, bunch of bones like, or holes. Every single bone has one hole at one end and another hole at the other. Yeah. Every single bone. That's such a great point. Especially because there are so many times when they have Bones looking at a, a, a specimen and she immediately rattles off all the stuff she's immediately yeah. deducing from it like rapid and fire. And someone had to, presumably Zach, place because they lay out the whole skeleton in the shape of a human yeah, they so out. they had to place every single bone on there yeah how did you not notice this i think this is just them again like they're like here are the 10 things we need to convey throughout the course of the episode so they're just sort of like we're gonna space it out this yeah. way and then they don't really think about how illogical it is but yeah exactly they it realize there's a fucking hone in the finger a fucking hone <laughs> <laughs> is that drunk or no i'm like yeah sexually harass people and hones anyway yeah there was a hole in the bone um a hone if you will (laughs) (laughs) so they realized the skeleton was planted there uh in the hole (laughs) to legitimize the treasure hunting um because they're realizing yeah it's like a hole that you would like use to like thread a wire through like you said before to like basically display a skeleton and where did it get stolen from (laughs) This was the most embarrassing episode. So then Booth's boss comes in and reiterates that there's a security issue at the Jeffersonian. Nothing actually happens within this conversation. They're just, it's just exposition of what they've learned up until this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is where I have the note about how much TV is actually just fluff. 
Uh, so back at Assateague Island, Hodgins are Dan- and Dane are hanging out like a couple of bros. Oh, wait, but did we say that they realized oh. that the bones were themselves stolen oh. from and then planted because they were stolen from, from the, Jeffersonian. the Jeffersonian? And I literally yeah. was like, what are the fucking odds? But then I was also like, I don't know, who else does have 300-year-old bones lying around? Because apparently they had a pirate exhibit. Yeah. I don't know. I just Which, thought that was so If that so was real, funny. I would have thoroughly enjoyed. Like, I guess, I don't know. Maybe it was like logistically they didn't want to introduce yet another location. But I was also I just mean, like, why Why make it from the Jeffersonian I guess itself? if there were medical schools around, it could have I been from that. I guess, yeah. Any other museum? I don't know. Whatever. That's fine. So, oh, so. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yes, we're back at the dig site. Dane and Hodgins are being real bros or broing mm-hmm. out. Hodgins tells Dane's uh Dane that the bones were planted. <laughs> um he tells Dane that the bones were planted and that's pretty much it. That's all that happens there. Then we're back. Actually, at- I got pretty mad at this scene too. Maybe oh. I was just angry the whole time. <laughs> angry but also into Dr. Tepper. It's a very <laughs> confusing episode for me. Um no, because he keeps mentioning how he has three doctorates. Mhm. He because he, they're joking like because Dane's kind of like oh I thought you were some just some desk working yeah, like desk jockey yeah like, like whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. and but you clearly know your shit like you know how to dive like you're one of us or kind of thing yeah. and Hodges is like yeah man I'm just telling them that I need more samples and they're gonna gonna say no to me because I have three, three doctorates yeah. if I had one doctorate yeah maybe they'd argue with me but not three and I was just like. I don't know why this is still pissing me off at this point because I realized I stopped doing like bones and booth tallies a while back because I clearly Same. just got used to it. Yeah. But like, I just, the idea of someone getting three doctorates, I don't know if any of these people really exist in the world and if they do, I'd like to meet them. But like, I guess an MD, PhD would be two, yeah. but it's not really, I don't know, the same kind of doctor that they're talking about. But I just, that's not impressive. I just want to really make that clear. <laughs> That just means you had the means to delay going into the real world for a really long period of fucking time. Because just because you have a doctorate in a particular field, it doesn't mean you're an expert in everything in that field. It means you might know generally a lot about that field, maybe more than the average population. But like you just spent a long fucking time, probably at minimum four years, maybe five, studying one very specific niche topic within that field. So you're an expert in one super specific thing that 99% of the time people wouldn't even know or care about. So it's like... Yeah, your getting, thesis was on grasshoppers and stuff. And you're right. Just like, cool. Or not even... Like literally my thesis was about two kinds of cell lines that were cancer cell lines and one protein that's active in those two cell lines and just very specifically asking if I change one thing in their environment, what happens to that one protein? Oh, wow. Like it is, I mean, and granted that's a, like a, like a, I was BME and like, so like that would be a very cell biology, like bio, whatever um, example, life science example, like maybe because he's a bug and slime guy, it's a little different and you can do th- um, a dissertation on a topic that's a little bit more broad than that. I but imagine like, if you're a bug guy, you studied one part, very specific Yeah, one insects. thing about the bug, maybe you studied the evolution of one f- fucking limb like, of a bug. Yeah, or, yeah, like how, why their wings are a certain shape or whatever. I, like I it's just, very specific. Literally, I was like, that just means you spent 12 to 15 years of your life at minimum in school because you're rich and you can and you yes. didn't have to go into the real world. And by the way, even then, it's not like you know everything about those three topics. You know three specific things. 
within those realms. So instead of knowing one topic really well, you know three topics really well. Congrats. I don't know. Clearly, I'm angry about this. This is this is a rant only for me and other people who similarly hated grad school <laughs> and like hate the way that like like academia is depicted in the show. It's just it is it's not impressive. It's really not. I can't I can't emphasize enough how you don't really have to be that smart to get a PhD. You really don't. It's just an endurance game. You just have to be willing to go and do the same thing every fucking day for years and then you'll just graduate. I'm just so glad I didn't go to grad school. <laughs> uh, is this my baggage coming through? <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, fuck Hodgins. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's at least consistent with his character because his character is very wealthy and yes. did have the means to do exactly. so. Exactly. I think that also triggered me too. I was just like, of course you did. Like, it's not, most people can't do that because they can't spend 15 years of their adult life in right. grad school. It's it's not sustainable. Anyway, so back <laughs> in the lab, <laughs> Angela shows up for the first time to do something. Oh my God, yes. So Angela and Dr. Goodman are trying to figure out who stole the bones. They track down um, a security guard who was brought who at first was bribed by Macy to steal them to uh, plant them down there the first time. Yes. yes. Okay. So he, now Macy planted thefts. them. Right. There was an initial theft. Right. To where plant Macy them. planted them down there. And then a second theft, theft where they were theft from the lab. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, I watched this like three hours ago. Um, okay. And then it turns out it was Hardwick, the Macy's partner who's still alive, who stole them from the lab he and he just bribed the security guard to uh not have the camera wait on. what wait did my did i take down the wrong notes i thought the first it turns out that the first theft was macy yeah that's what i said you said hardwick oh so okay maybe i said the wrong thing it was first it was macy oh okay yeah, and yeah, then sorry. it was hardwick yeah or wait no it was branson the second theft was branson i thought i thought it was hardwick you know what? It doesn't make a difference. It really it actually doesn't matter to doesn't this episode. Dude, because I have a section of my notes later called Outstanding Questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway. We should probably do that for every episode because there will yeah, always be. because I'm actually finally starting to notice yeah. how many fucking open loose ends they leave that they didn't, don't ever like tie off for you to like, explain why that mattered. 100%. But this part made me laugh because basically all Angela is doing is walking around looking at CCTV with Dr. Goodman mm -hmm. and being like, hey, do you see how this time code jumps? There was a theft that occurred during this time. Should have been in the FBI. Oh, God, it made me laugh so hard. But there was, she literally asked during this, this yes, chunk of the episode, yes. why are we investigating this and not security? And I'm like, good question, Anne. Because I literally, I think we probably both asked that question to ourselves. Yes. And then she also asked it and I felt so justified. hilarious. Yeah. And then she also goes, I'm only an amateur at this. I'm like, correct. We know, Anne. Why are you doing We very this? much know. Oh, my God. So uh, Bones and Booth go back to the dig site and they find Hardwick is dead. Um, then they go back to your guy, Tepper. Stop calling him my guy. He is 100% your guy. Whoa. They look at x-rays <laughs> of Macy and Hardwick <laughs> next to each other and Bones realizes that they were killed the same way. Right. And uh, Booth literally calls out Dr. Tepper to his face that he's a pervert. Well... <laughs> excuse me let me please relay this with a little more nuance to really get at uh dr tepper's specific kink so 
Booth had already proven him wrong before that Macy hadn't just died of a crushed larynx. His vertebrae were crushed. Mm -hmm. So he clearly like had his neck snapped. And then so when they go back with Hardwick's body, he's like, oh, crushed larynx again. And she's like, are you fucking with me? We just (laughs) talked about this. Show me the fucking x-rays. Probably his neck was snapped also, just like Macy's was. But he, Dr. Tapper won't be like, he just be he was just like, oh, you must be so angry that I miss that. <laughs> and Booth gets so mad. And he's like, you know what? I'm a pretty open guy. But if you keep pushing it like that, it's going to be me who smacks you around. And then Dr. Tepper's like, how do you know that won't work for me just as well? And Booth looks so shook. And I was so glad. I loved this so much. <laughs> God, what has gone wrong? <laughs> I just love seeing Booth made to feel uncomfortable. I think that's what it is. That I just is think it's fun. hilarious when that happens. The look on his face and then he just steps to the side. He doesn't even say anything. No. Immediately st- he just stands he's back like, and he's like, out. Bones, you go now. It's you now. <laughs> um, uh, so <laughs> Booth says that the way this person was killed... Uh, it, was, it had to be by someone who was in special forces because mm-hmm. that was a move because we can never forget that Booth I was know. a sniper. And then it starts a whole like Navy SEALs V yeah, Rangers, Ranger thing, which is yeah. always hilarious. Um, Branson comes back into the office and he uh, Booth is trying to figure out because he has some kind of military background, what's going on, if it could be yeah. him. Like it says on his bio on his website that right. he like did special forces training or something. Right. Um, but he won't go into detail about it. So, oh wait, I actually really liked this too. So, oh my god! <laughs> oh god! So, Stop kink shaming me, Jax. So Bones <laughs> slaps Branson really <laughs> fucking hard to prove, and he doesn't react. And so then, and Booth was like, "Well, you got the jump on him." So she's like, "All right, I'll do it again." And she slaps this motherfucker <laughs> in the face. She goes like, "Hey, ready?" Yeah. yeah. And then he doesn't do anything because they assume that if he was special forces, he would react. Look, the logic was poor, the but logic I liked made watching no her sense. slap him. I thought that was funny. Oh, my God. I hated it. Oh, my God. Am I slowly turning into a Bones fan? I was like, <laughs> this proves nothing. Yeah. Look, if any, if anything, if he was and like a truly intelligent criminal, he would know not to not react, react and, yeah. and um, reveal that he had this skill. Look, I just thought it was the it was the only time that i've seen her use her physical violence against mm-hmm. someone that i was like okay with it because normally mm-hmm. i'm just like very irritated by her jumping around and karate chopping people so but really ideally you'd like her to use that on tepper no dr tepper would like her to use it on dr tepper i'm just an innocent bystander <laughs> said just like swatch <laughs> <laughs> oh god i said too much <laughs> End the episode. End the episode. <laughs> uh, so then Hodgins goes diving again with Dane's help. And in the car, Booth realizes that, I don't know how, that Dane um, said Hodgins swam like a squid, which is actually military slang for a sailor. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that Dane was a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. So they approach him and Bones immediately fucks up by saying that they know it was him. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that it isn't a problem because Booth has a gun because she thinks guns solve every problem. (laughs) And they don't. And then until they realize that Hodgins is the one diving and because he needs the tube to breathe and uh, Dane has it and he has a knife and he threatens to cut the tube 
thereby killing Hodgins if they come any closer. Hodgins finds a coin, and he's all excited. And so Booth shoots the computer, because the only way that Dane could find out what the sexual coin was was if he brings Hodgins up. Um, but Booth shoots the computer super fast, and because Dane thinks that Booth could, there's no way Booth could possibly shoot him before he can cut this tube. But that is a thick rubber tube, and Booth just shot very quickly, and Dane didn't react at all. So clearly, Booth could just kill you. So you should just put down the knife and be cool. It was ridiculous. I just thought the idea of the thing that they're holding over his head is like his ability to see a gold to coin. To see a gold coin. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get that his backstory is like he's been working on this dig site for 10 years and he's like dying to know if there's anything truly down there. But like he's a, he, he's about to get arrested for murder. This is like a, a literal life and death situation yeah. for him. I just I don't see that being the thing that like, you know, wears away at his resolve. Right. Like, I don't know. Instead, it's Bones is incredibly weak psychology <laughs> thing that somehow convinces him to let Hodgins up because it was so dumb. He's also a true believer in the treasure. Oh God, just that's like right. Dane and just his like brother. Your brother. Do it for your brother. It was so, so weak. dumb. It was ridiculous. I actually didn't understand either. Like Dane, like seven times throughout the episode, was like, "Man, I wish I could go down there." Why didn't he just go down? I know they needed Hodgins to go down so that they could again threaten his life later at the end of the episode. But, like, why in this whole time hasn't Dane just gone down there? What was the motivation for him killing these guys at all? Oh, that was, because because they faked the thing. And he was because pissed? he takes it so seriously because his brother died down there and they that were the these doofuses they, planting a fake skeleton down yeah. there like a con, like desecrating the mm-hmm. sanctity of this dick so site or something. So that's why he then killed Hardwick. Yeah. I, it was weak as fuck. Um, <laughs> the motive was terrible yeah uh no i didn't i didn't get any of it um i didn't think the it paid off at all um but hey so they they found this coin mm-hmm. so they're all excited and so the end of the episode is them back in the lab being like wow this is like they authenticated it's a real, it's a yeah. real like pirate, pirate coin. coin very cool it's like we gotta like maybe one day we'll know if the rest of that shit is down there because apparently again modern technology is no match for this 200 foot deep shaft and <laughs> And so, like, basically, they're like, oh, the treasure's down there. They're just going to go get it now. Now we have proof because there's a coin. And Hodgins is like, yeah, well, I'm sure the treasure's been located before, but it's not going to give it up that easy. And I'm like, what? It's a it's a hole in the ground <laughs> with water. Whatever. It's fine. So anyway, apparently, it's <laughs> just going to be stuck down there forever because man will never. Man, we've been to the moon, but we'll never overcome this 200 foot fucking hole in the ground i mean we've gone down deeper and you know yes they've gone to the mariana trench i think yeah i think so too (sighs) james cameron fucking went down there for god's sakes that asshole can go down there they can figure this out but again it was 2005 maybe that hadn't happened yet oh maybe yeah maybe they didn't know the depths of deep sea exploration that had already been achieved at that moment in time (laughs) I mean, presumably it could just widen the hole a little bit to make it a little bit easier. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> you shut your dumb mouth. <laughs> what are you saying? They could dig at this dig site? They could just uh, slightly enlarge the diameter of this hole, um, you know, to make it easier to dive down there. I'm, maybe I'm crazy. Look, this just made me think of those poor boys that were stuck in that cave in Thailand. Oh, God. And then I was, so then there's a part of my brain that was like, do I not know what I'm talking about when I'm mocking this? 
but I don't know. But but they were. I think they but were. They were like in a, like like deep miles in deep in, yeah, yeah, and stranded without air. And that like, was the problem. You were in a cave system as opposed to literally just a man-made hole that yeah. you have dug a cylinder yeah, into straight the ground. Down. Yeah, you have done this. with. By the way, a constant oxygen source because I think yes. the main issue with for those boys that got stuck was that they were also stuck there without the oxygen. They needed to get oh. them all back through the way they came in. Like that was the problem. And I, yeah, and it was like it was a very narrow, narrow way, opening. Yeah. yeah, there was all these other things There's happening. A lot. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I also had a really good laugh because, again, Angela, having had nothing to do this episode, just nothing. shows up at the end and she sketched Hodgins as a pirate with, like, a pirate's hat I on. I mean, it was a good sketch. It was cute, I guess. But it she didn't bring anything to the table. No. <laughs> Aside from calming down bones like a no. toddler and helping uh, uh, Dr. Goodman with something that he easily could have done himself because it was just starting and stopping a stopwatch. Yes. So, uh, excuse me, they started it and they walked and, and then stopped it. I mean, and use true. it to lead them back to the theft. She held him for approximately a minute and a half. Yes. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, yeah. So my outstanding questions. Oh, give them to me. So, OK, so this is because I thought Macy was the first person to do the theft and Branson was the second person. So anyway, the point being like if these it even, may even if it was Hardwick, the point is they're all working together, right? They right. all want the dig site to be a success. So presumably this means that these two guys hatch the plan together, right? Or no. Because otherwise... Which two guys? Macy and Branson. Or whoever coordinated the first theft and coordinated the second theft. They both must have been in on it from the start, correct? Because otherwise, why would the person know the second, the, the perpetrator of the second theft, how would that person know that the bones are fake and that they needed to be stolen back? Because the point that they make throughout the episode is the person who stole them from the lab knew they were fake and they stole them to prevent the Jeffersonian from realizing they were fake and then revealing the whole plan, the con. So whoever these two people were, they were in on it from the start. So it had to have been Hardwick, right? Because... Well, it doesn't matter because they were all part of the dig. But so maybe that makes more sense because if it was because my question was then like if there yeah my question was like if they were if if he was in on the con why would Branson have wanted to shut down the dig but you're right so maybe it was Hardwick I'm trying to find a summary of it but you know what you're right because because I was like why was he trying to shut down the dig and then why would he also be part of a scheme that would prolong it Okay, you know what, guys? Cut this out. It, okay. I made a mistake. It doesn't matter. My outstanding question was due to my poor comprehension of the episode. <laughs> they go over it very quickly. I mean, presumably it was hard work, too, because that would be why what's his, Dane killed him, because he was mad because he put the bones down there. You're so right. No, because also, why would Branson do it if he was going to shut down the dig? Why right. would he do a con to con himself into continuing a dig? Jax? You've cracked it. <laughs> I believe you're Your right. It must have been harder. But yes. Okay. Um, All right. So none of that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> so the question that I had was unrelated to anything. What was the question again? <laughs> I was really confused why Macy and Branson would have been the two oh. to patch this plan okay. together because gotcha. it made no sense if Branson. I mean, is this whole thing is a very thin plot line. Yeah. If we're gonna be real, I appreciate it. Not. Not the greatest up unless you're a pervert like Zen and you really. <laughs> Jax, I've never felt more attacked. The TV thing and now this. I think it's hilarious that you really liked that. Whole, I just. The exchanges. You, you know liked what? the exchanges. There's normally such 
dumb interactions between people on the show. True. I think I just appreciated it fine. Like for this one time, being, being interactions that made Booth feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it wasn't the standard like, Bones doesn't know what's going right, on. Right, right, right. And Booth is a dummy. Like, it wasn't the really typical stuff you usually True. see. It was like a real wild card element of a real S&M perv who just wanted Bones to be his, you know, angry mommy or something. And yeah. I just was really into that. I mean, she would be a great domination yeah. just because you just bring in a dumb person and she, like, yep. will absolutely destroy them yeah. unknowingly. Mm-hmm. And just She's really not even trying. That's no. just her personality. She's just a terrible know-it-all. Absolutely. And you know what? That just goes to show you there's someone for everyone. Uh, I Yeah. She's the worst. Anyways. <laughs> uh, dudes. Or do you have anything else about no, the app? No, that's all. Yes, dudes. I feel like that went better. It went faster, maybe? I think it went a little bit through. faster, yeah. Um, I think the level of notes was good. I, I don't think we missed anything. I don't think so. And I think even I know more things I could cut for the next time around. Like things that I don't have to worry about as much. This is just, uh, you know, some real making the sausage type of talk <laughs> here from the Bone Zone co-hosts. Um, do you have any dudes? I do. Give them to me. I have one. Okay. Not, not a real dude rich environment for me this week. Oh, okay. Or the last two weeks, I guess, since <clears throat> we last recorded. Um, so, I recently started watching and then immediately stopped. And by immediately, I mean maybe like half a season in. So, not like super immediately, but I just like got tired of it pretty fast. Mm-hmm. For me. Because I normally stick around for the full seven seasons. <laughs> so, halfway through season one is, you know, I'm, I've, I've given up. Yeah. Um, That's not a good sign. No. If the show isn't catching my attention... Um, for me to sustain it even through the first season that's how neato it's truly it's truly trash i can't even imagine what the show was get ready for it my friend Uh-oh. designated survivor oof Ouch. look i just wanted to see people get blowed up in the first episode is this the one with Kiefer sutherland it is okay. and i had watched a ton of Kiefer sutherland back in the day because i was a huge 24 fan gotcha obviously um because you know uh terrorism anyway <laughs> There's not a lot of attractive looking people on the show. Actually, there's a lot of beautiful women. I will say that. But the men, you know, they're like politicians or stodgy old guys. Like, no. However, he has a guy who plays his like chief of staff in his administration. And his name is Aiden Canto. He is a Mexican-American actor. He was apparently in a bunch of other things that I've never really actually seen any of those other things. But yes, if you just look at him when his like hair is all like out and curly. Yeah. Because like in the show when he's like at work and he's trying to like wear a suit and look professional, he like slicks his hair back, which I don't love, though he still looks great. Mm -hmm. However, like when he's just like, quote unquote, keeping it cash um, and his like, yeah, his hair is like curly and it's just so good. I like it like this. I don't hate it. Okay, I don't hate I still think he looks so good. Yeah. But it's not my preferred. Like, there's a scene in the show, because he's like looks like that 95% of the time in the show. And then there's a scene where he's like out for a run, so he hasn't slicked his hair back, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a wild mess of curls. He is nice. And I'm just like, oh. Because <laughs> he's also in like his running gear, like his spandex, whatever the oh, fuck. And I'm just yeah. like, oh. <laughs> I was like, how dare you do that to your curls? You must let them shine. Anyway, he's so he does he's so very attractive. nice 
and he speaks Spanish in the show because like he's like helping a family member do whatever and with the with the hair all curly (laughs) and then he was like speaking Spanish to this cousin Mm -hmm. I was like oh my god I would marry him in a second If you met him, you'd be a real Dr. Tepper. And you'd just be I like, would. Hey. I would a thousand percent be a real Dr. Tepper. Be like, are you mad at me? <laughs> he looks very good. Even with this horrible tie. He I hope he does good. other things. I, I, I know I looked up his prior um, stuff and mm-hmm. I, I didn't really recognize a bunch of stuff. Um, so I hope he does more in the future anyway. Because yeah. I'd love to keep watching him. All right. Calm down, Zen. <laughs> oh, he was an X-Men? Yeah, I saw that and I didn't in remember Narcos? a single thing about that. Oh, Narcos? Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have remembered him in that, but who knows? Did you watch the newest season? <gasps> oh, I didn't. Maybe that's Narcos why. Narcos Mexico? I did not. Yeah, that explains it probably. Oof, I bet he looks good. Um, so that's my, my dude. Yeah, I like it. That's a good call. Um, So I... We were chatting before we recorded, and um, oh, I just saw a shirtless pic. <laughs> Catch your breath. Take a minute. Oh, my God. Um, and <laughs> Do you I, need a drink of water? <laughs> um, I watched the new the movie The New Mutants, which was okay, but he, at first, they tried to make his character, it's weird. I think they later decided that this was not a good look for his character, because when we first meet him, he's an asshole, Oh, and then... Literally every other scene, he's normal and lovely. It's very confusing. Um, but his name is Henry Zaga, and he is very handsome. <gasps> oh, wait, Jax. Yes. How old is he? 27. Okay. <laughs> I would not. Jax has young taste sometimes. Okay. If you want to give me a hard fucking time for my Dr. Teppers, then I'm going to give you a hard time for always mooning over boys that sometimes we're like, are they 17 or are they 25? And they can just play Listen, really young. Every time I've been fine. <laughs> <laughs> Your instincts have never steered you wrong. Nope. <laughs> okay. He is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, sorry. You said this was from New Mutants? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Look, I, I, I very much agree with this. Thank you. I'm very much on board. Um, and then my other one, um, who I've never talked, I don't, maybe we have talked about it. I just think Martin Freeman is adorable. Oh, I think we might have, but he always deserves a shout out no matter what. I was scrolling through, um, YouTube and, uh, SNL popped up with, you know how the host will always do like commercials, like just like 15 second things, like being like, I'm on the show this week and the musical guest is blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, it's the first time I've seen him like dressed down, oh. just like a normal person. Okay. And I was like, Martin, you're so approachable. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh before he wasn't? Well, I feel like he's always like he like in, a, in suit. a suit or yeah. something. I hear so you. So seeing him as like a normal person, I was like... I feel like Martin as, uh, or (laughs) Martin, oh wow, you know, my boy Martin. Yeah, Martin, your pal. As, um. Marty. (laughs) To his friends. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like him, but in his character as, um, God, well, John Mm -hmm. in, um, John, right? In Sherlock? Yes. Duh. Um, I feel like that would be my actual ideal man. (laughs) Because he's just quiet. He looks like. On a Saturday night, he just wants to stay in and read yeah. a book by the fire, yep. whereas cardigans and, you know, just kind of generally soft-spoken because 
I need to be the dominant one in the relationship in case that hasn't become clear. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. You're a temper. Oh, no. You're an anti-temper. <laughs> I'm, I'm the bones in the relationship. <laughs> I don't actually want to be the 100% dominant person, but I need somebody who will listen to me and do what I say, if that but makes sense. But the thing is, his character on the show, it seems like he wants to read a book by the fire, but really he wants to be out in the danger. That's true. But that's what makes him so intriguing. <laughs> Because he reads as gentle librarian. Yes. But in reality, he's like, he always go has a get gun him, on hero. Him and yeah. Like, and he knows how to use a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I realized today that like you are always like so excited when Booth like tries oh to like, throw his brawn around and oh, like I love beat it. up people and All you're like so long. into it. Yeah. And I don't have that reaction, but I did realize when I was watching, um, I don't remember what I was watching. Oh, I started watching Treadstone. Don't judge me. It's there and it's it's, it's like the, the Jason Bourne universe spinoff on USA that didn't end up getting picked up for another season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not important. I remember. I remember. But like, I just was like, why wouldn't I watch this? This is like almost made for me. <laughs> this is literally exactly the thing I want to be watching. And there's like a scene where a bunch of guys are like working on an oil rig mm-hmm. and literally like just like all together picking up a heavy piece of machinery. Yeah. And I was just like... I'm so <laughs> So I realized I just like, oh, I think I just like, my thing is like guys working with their hands and yeah. like doing like Being around the house. stereotypical yeah. manly things. Yep. Yeah. I don't want them to be threatening to kill people I do. or beating up other people because that makes me scared. I don't like violence. I do. But like the brawn, <laughs> <laughs> the strength and like, yeah, to yeah. be able to like do stuff with their hands and like physically build things and mm. move things. Yeah, I'm into that. You like men who can build things. I like men who can destroy things. Wow. And that... That's the tagline to oh our Oh, my movie. God. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Perfect. Um, so, my hypothetical... Um, you tell me... I mean, this could be a short one. That's fine. But um, who were your childhood crushes? Did you have like when you say childhood? How young we talking? I don't know when you're like ten or whatever. Oh, you know. Well, so I if you even have any, I did in my later years. So I would say like high school. Mm-hmm. So and we're talking about movie star people like whoever. Yeah, because I'm assuming you don't need to know about like well Tyler Michael from your Thompson second grade class from, is probably not yeah. going to be helpful to me. No. <laughs> well, so I you know I always thought it was very weird. I noticed it about myself Mm. um, like in middle school that like all of my um, female friends in school would be like obsessed with like JTT or whoever Mm. the fuck was like famous when we were young. And I just didn't care about any of that. And Mm. I don't know if it's maybe also because, you know, I wasn't watching a lot of TV and movies when I was growing up really young. So I just maybe didn't have that exposure. Um, But I remember even thinking to myself, oh, it's so weird. Like all my friends are obsessed with NSYNC and Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. and like sure I'm listening to their music on the radio but like I'm not in love with whoever right. like they you know everyone's like picked their favorite band right, member right, right. I had none of that and then <laughs> my awakening Jax <laughs> get ready I'm pretty sure I've said it to you before um, Lord of the Rings comes out uh-huh. I read the books I'm so in they make uh-huh. the movies and they cast Elijah Wood as my boy Frodo Baggins oh my god I was obsessed with elijah wood for years the only time in my life that i have 
ever visited a fan website of any kind before or since was for Elijah Wood. There was like a four-year period where I had the biggest fucking heart on for Elijah Wood. And then poof, after that, just like, not, I mean, like, obviously we talk about dudes we want to bone all the time now, but it's just like, you know, kind of right. like silly. Like, right, right, right. but no, I was like, Into. we should be married. Like we, I'm in love. I mean, that totally makes sense for you. I was obsessed with You'd those books. I was obsessed with the movies. And so obviously who else would I be obsessed with except him? I thought you were going to say Orlando Bloom. Oh, fuck you, Orlando Bloom. Fuck that dumb elf. I don't give a shit about him. I want the guy who has to bear the burden of the motherfucking ring. Okay. Oh, you want to go with And him. then sail off to the whatever the great whatever forest him. or whatever. I'm already forgetting the you book. You want the one with all the baggage. Yes. So much so that he literally has to commit metaphorical suicide <laughs> and sail off with the elves to the whatever lands that I, again, can't remember a single fucking thing about that series. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. We are the opposite. He just had big, beautiful eyes. He does. He was so pale. The oh, palest. Oh. You hate pale and he could not be more pale. He's short. He's a slight man. Mm-hmm. I've seen him on plenty of talk shows and stuff since. He's petite. And I always click. I always plan when he shows up on like the late night shows. I'm just like, ah, oh, Elijah, remember us. <laughs> I'm like, remember when. <laughs> <laughs> and I like take a little walk down memory lane and he's such a fucking nerd Jax he's the biggest goddamn nerd out there so it's like incredible. when he was on Clueless Gamer with Conan it oh, was just like the greatest day of your life I was like this is exactly what I envisioned he's clearly a huge video game dork he's one of those guys who's just made so much money that he's just like fucking around in his adulthood and, and he things. seems like a really nice guy he, yes so genuinely nice to and he's just like oh I, I think he like started like a record label or he did some weird thing with that and then like or some I think he movie was producing festival, like, like horror movies or something yeah yeah. He's just like doing all this artsy fartsy stuff because he can yeah. and he doesn't have to like he just does what he actually likes because he doesn't have to it's worry about the, the money. Yeah. yeah, it really so is. So great for him. He's very yeah. lucky. Um, and yeah, I'm just like, yeah, man, like it looks like if I punched you hard enough on the shoulder, like I'd break you. So yeah. like that's fine. We're so opposite because mm-hmm. you want a guy who you could break and I want a guy who could break me. <laughs> Okay, wait, wait, wait. Who's your guy? Who's your guy? Oh, well, no. I mean, in childhood, I was very much the opposite of you also because I have been obsessed with boys since I can remember. Okay. Um, And I was one of those people who was obsessed with JTT. Well, to be clear, I was obsessed with real life boys. I just didn't care about oh, the well, celebrity yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, I had like, I would have notebooks and I just make collages of all dudes. Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. And other, whatever other stuff I was into. Did you like write like Mrs. Taylor Thomas? Wait, is it just Thomas? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Thomas. So it's just Thomas. Like Mrs. Jacqueline I did not. (laughs) I was not that deluded. I just like, I would buy, whenever my mom and I would go to CVS, I would get, not every time, but like a Tiger Beat or a Bop or Teen Beat or whatever the fuck. I don't know what these magazines are. I know them because I've heard comedians make jokes about them, Mm -hmm. but I never myself had them. I don't know what they are. so many of them. Wow. I mean, so I used many. to read teen magazines and stuff in like 17, but I think that mm-hmm. was even for younger kids. Like, so Tiger was probably like for even younger, right? Yes. Yeah. Man, what I miss out on? It was just news about teenage boys. It was more innocent version of like um, TMZ because we didn't have TMZ. So it was every week you'd there'd be like a new story about Devin Sawa or whatever the fuck, you know, Who just the following the that? lives. What? You don't know who Devin Sawa is? Should I? Who is it? 
He's just another. He is. Oh, do you see the Casper movie with Christina Ricci? Yes, but I don't remember he was much about it. Casper, when Casper became a boy. Oh. Well, I'm Google imaging him right now, and this is not the face I was expecting to see. Well, when he was young, he was very cute. Right. So I'm assuming he's not still. Like, so this kid? Yes. Okay, I can. I get why he was popular among. Yes. 13 year old girls when they were growing up. I see it. Um. JTT, I wrote him a letter. <laughs> Did I, he write back? Uh, Did his publicist write like, back? Yeah, like six or his nine team. months later, I got a fake signed autograph. Amaze. And I was like, Mom, this is real. She's like, No, it's not. And I was like, Oh. <laughs> but it was still a fake signed picture of him, which was very I sweet. have literally never written a fan letter to anyone. I could not tell you. Now I never would. It's horrifying. Wait, that's not I true. I could not tell you what I wrote. Maybe this says a lot about me. So the only fan site I've ever genuinely visited and tried to join was for Elijah Wood. And then the only fan letter that I've ever actually written in real life and was like really invested in it. I wrote to Kate, uh, K.A. Applegate, who wrote the Animorphs book series. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking obsessed with them. I also had I a cannot even tell you. I was obsessed you. with the Animorphs books. I truly like very unhealthily like into them that's amazing so i wrote her a fan letter to and i remember i writing this and i think i was in middle school just be like your books changed my life and it's like you're 13 what do you mean change your fucking life you (laughs) idiot you haven't even lived a life you dweeb (laughs) change your life from the same to like slightly different the same like what just keeping you entertained more during a yeah summer i think you know what it was i think it's because there was because by the time i got around to reading them like they had been she wasn't still writing new ones Mm. anymore like she had already kind of like been like i'm done with this and i think then around that time like it was like the early days of the internet so like news was popping up like oh she might make a movie or like write because they did make there a was movie, a show right? yeah like she might yeah. either write more books or do something i was just like i wrote her letter, be like you gotta do it okay because <laughs> people like me need it that's very sweet though if i was an author and i got a letter even just literally one letter like that mm. would send my heart soaring i'd I mean, be so I, I hope she felt touched. that way i can't remember what i said but it was along those lines she didn't write you back nope Oh, she okay. wasn't around the animal. So what the fuck was she so busy? I don't with? know. Clearly, she, well, Rude. look, she clearly didn't have like a team of people to send me a fake letter back, but that's fine. Look. Thanks, JTT. Ms. Applegate, wherever <laughs> you are, hope you're well. <laughs> yeah, he was my guy for like a couple of years, at least. I was obsessed. And then I'll just went away. I mean, I say that, but I have a podcast that's half about boning guys so like i guess it hasn't but i've been a, like into boys at i feel like a very young age i mean like you say that but i'm i'm right here with you girl talking about guys i'd like to bone so clearly it doesn't really matter either way thanks pal i appreciate the support <laughs> <laughs> i will always support talking about boning dudes i think that was i mean were there other ones oh rob thomas from matchbox 20 what <laughs> I Wait, at what age? When I was like 11. That makes, n- that's disturbing to me. Yep. It would be one thing if you're like when I was like 18 or something, but like to be like, I'm 10 or 11 and I love Rob Thomas. Yep. I also had a crush on like one of my male teachers in school. Oh no. Yeah. Wait, at what? Wait, or, or again, we're talking when about middle school? When I was in school? second grade. Shh. <laughs> 
Mr. Myler. Wait, but I think for little kids, that's kind of normal, though, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I thought he, he was probably say, like in he, high school and like. Oh, no. So I Good remember God. there was I had this AP US history teacher and I ended up transferring out of his class because not well, not because of this, but mm. he was when I think back on it, mm. I do think he was an attractive man for a suburban right northwest suburbs of chicago history teacher yes. high school history teacher. like i mean no he was attractive by i guess any standard really but like anyway most teachers in our school didn't look like him right and he had like been athletic because like he like played baseball growing up there were all the girls in school would love to take his class like try to get into his class for oh, APS history yeah. specific because they just want to like watch him mm-hmm. and there was a little bit of that element of he knew that and like it was like his time to shine and feel like big i guess you know what i mean um and it was it was weird but there was this time that literally i remember in class one girl just being like so overtly flirting with him like literally even just being like let's go on a date like i I can't remember what it was that he asked and she raised her hand to answer the question and then it kind of weirdly devolved into her being like you're so cute and like we should go out kind of thing and he literally turned bright red in the class and had to just be like uh moving on (laughs) like yeah because it was horrifying has to be so uncomfortable for him it was terrible it reminded me of indiana jones when the girl oh he's teaching and the girl has like i love you or something written on her eyelids love jones or whatever it is but at least that was college yeah, it's true. Still weird, but Very yeah. weird. Um, no, I don't know why I just thought of that. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, no, I was in second grade and I very much had a crush on my teacher. Oh. He was cute. Mr. Myler. I remember vaguely being in high school and having a crush on this one English teacher and then later finding out he was gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't that when we broke down multiple episodes ago? guys were into oh, it was yeah. like a priest a gay guy and a cartoon oh or yeah something. i was like who would i marry or somebody <laughs> from like the tv like what relationship i'd want to be in none of them were available to me oh god <laughs> do i have some deep-seated psychological issues to work out <laughs> um well we'll work those out for the next step <laughs> um thank you so much for listening check out our instagram i will update it over the thanksgiving break um and this will probably be the last episode until the new year we'll get back to you with all sorts of goodness can't wait it's gonna be awesome um thank you for listening bye bye